to remember what is the what is the verse that we have been reading in the past two weeks what has what has been the book what has been the verse John John 17 they're yeah they're they're awake <laughs> amen Amen. Let's read once again John chapter 17, verse 3. The Word of God says the following. It says, An eternal life is this, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ who sent you. And remember here, Jesus said, whoever sees me, sees the Father. So people would need to look at Jesus to see God. And in the same way, the world needs to look at us and see Jesus. Amen? So, so let's continue talking about eternal life. The, the, the topic is eternal life. And eternal life is about two things. It's to know God and to know Jesus Christ who he sent. But we're going to explore this further and let's go to 1 John chapter 8, verse 8. Sorry, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. It says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. God is love. Amen? Amen? But how do we define love? Are there definitions to love? And we can actually define this as an absolute dedication from one being to the next. It can be an affection between family members. Or it can be a burning uh, a feeling from one person between one person and another. And also, according to the dictionary, it can be a feeling of adoration. So to define love isn't necessarily an easy task. Can you agree with me? Because for, for each individual, love can be expressed in a different way. It can mean something different. So the easiest way is for us to use the Bible to define love. So let's look at the Bible. Let's see how the Bible defines love. And because we just read, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Amen? So the Bible is our reference. Amen? So let's see how the Bible defines love. And 
And not as the world or uh, the, the philosophers, as everybody else defines love, but how the Bible does it. Or even ideologies, studies and everything. Let's, aside from that, let's look at what the Bible says. So the first thing that you need to understand is love cannot be defined through words. It can, but it needs to be in a practical and an objective way. No, and someone, I don't know who, but someone said that love doesn't define God. But God defines love. God is the fountain, is the, is the source of love. God is love. Amen? So let's look at the Bible. First point that I want to speak about today. Love is true and sincere. This we can nobody can deny. <laughs> so let's look at First John, uh, chapter three, verse eighteen, and it says, "It says, little children, let us not love in word or mouth, but in action and in truth." <coughs> so only in action and in truth is that we can come to define love. And this is in accordance with the word of God as we just read. Love is seen and then it is expressed. Now, with our behaviors and our attitudes, this is how we will define love and show love. Because you might even be able to say that you love someone. But according to the word of God, words alone mean nothing. So in Brazil we have a saying and it says, you know, to speak even a parrot speaks. <laughs> no, this is a Brazilian saying, but if you've heard something similar. <laughs> I don't know, have you ever seen a parrot speak? Everybody knows wh what a parrot is? Have anybody seen a parrot speak? I remember in my childhood And my granny, she had a, a parrot. And my name is Antonio. But my, I have a, a nickname and my wife calls me Toin. <laughs> so, and that parrot would call me by that name. And he would go, Toin! <laughs> and it was very funny. We loved it. Amen. So it is our actions and our attitudes that will actually prove whether or not we love in truth. It is our actions that will define and give sen makes give sense to our words. Amen. Isn't this what we read here in the Word of God? So now I want to just give you a little illustration. I have here... It's not money for you guys, okay? 
I have two 50-year-old notes here. Money. They're very similar. They're identical. Are there? Is it true? No? <laughs> one is fake and one is true and one is real. Okay. Can you see any difference? Which one is fake? This one's fake? This is true? This is true? <laughs> it, it's a joke. The both of them are true. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I have no means to get a fake <laughs> 50 euro note. But let's imagine that this one of them is fake. How would we know that it's fake? Would it is it just by looking? No. So if we can't identify the fake uh, bill, then this fake bill will continue to go around. Yeah, and it. And it's a danger because it could fall in your lap. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> you, you could suffer a, a fine. You could be charged for a crime. So normally, when for us to identify a fake uh, bill, we have uh, like a UV light or some sort of a UV pen that we can we can check. So if if the certain if the what's it called the the, the written the scrape on the on the on the bill becomes dark, it's because it is fake. Fake. <laughs> So, so let's. But the point is, the point that I'm trying to make is, there is a generic love going around in the church. There is a fake love, a satanic love going around in the church. And this is very scary because it, it's very identical. It looks a lot like God's love. Because the, the, its appearance is able to deceive us. You know, and you can't, be, you can't tell the difference just by looking. But only the Holy Spirit of God, only the Holy Spirit of God has the power to detect whether or not the love that we're living is a true love or fake love. So only time will prove whether your love that you feel is true or fake. In the same way that a, a, a fake bill, with time it starts to lose its texture, it starts to lose its shine. In the same way, this is the fake love in our lives. 
it starts to lose its essence. The disappearance starts to wane. So, so this love that we see in films, that we see in series in the, in the TV and in the internet, or in the teams that the world offers, is where where people kind of use each other. No, they have to they have to have sex before marriage. This isn't true love. This is what movies show. This is what series, TV series show. This is what TV shows. So people, they lie because they love, because of love. And what we see a lot and frequently is that people are in their third, fourth, fifth marriages. Why? Because they say that they don't love that person anymore. And to make it worse, they're already loving someone else. And even worse, it happens in the church and they expect the pastors, the leaders, to accept these things. Isn't it true? So look at this. In the name of love, parents kill children, kill their sons, and sons kill their, kill their parents. You will understand exactly what I'm talking about soon. You know, a few years ago, something happened in Brazil. Of course, it's one of many uh, such events. So a father took his child and threw him, threw him outside of a, of a window, of a, of a building. Maybe maybe the Brazilians uh, know, but it was Isabelle Nardoni. Yes. Por por he killed his only his his child because his wife had was in a relationship with another person. All of this in the name of love, because he loved that other person. All of this because of a new relationship, a new marriage. So in the name of love, nations are destroying themselves. People are destroying themselves. And you can see that we recently we're, we've another war broke out. And they're saying, no, because of love, we're defending our nation. But love doesn't give you the right to take anyone's life. So because I love my country, I'm defending myself, then I can kill someone else? So let's see what Jesus said. John 16, 2, verses 2 to 3. It says, you will be expelled from the synagogues. In fact, the time will come when those who kill them will think they are worshiping God. 
And they will do these things because they have not known the Father or me. So can you understand that once again, the eternal life is about knowing God, the one true God, and the Son, I Jesus Christ? But Jesus himself, he explains, he says, they do this because they don't know the Father and they don't know me. Now in the name of love, people are killing themselves. They're, make, they're committing suicide because of unrequited love. Everything in the name of love, a love that isn't true love. Amen. This is what Jesus said. It says, due to the increase in evil, the love of many will grow cold. Amen. So what did Jesus say? Things are going to get worse. The evil is going to get bigger. Because love is going to get cold. It's getting cold. And this answers why sin is ever increasing. Evil is ever increasing. And that is why there is so many violence in the world. So many evil that our eyes see today. Can you understand what I'm saying? Because love is grown cold. A father doesn't love their child. A child doesn't love their father. And, and as the more we progress, the more love gets cold. So let's look, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8. And it says just this, love never ends. And in other, in other versions it says, love never perishes. So the word here, to perish or to end, It's the word in Greek called ekipto. And what, what does it mean? It means to fall or to collapse. It says to fall from a place where you cannot remain. It's literally to fall on the ground. To fall without any strength, without any means to get back. Do you understand? So a love that is true, it will not fall, it will stand and it will remain. It won't lose its power and its intensity. Amen? And only time will reveal to us that whether our love is true or, or false. Only love will, only time will, will, uh, explain or will show how we're building this love. Because whenever the, the difficulties come, the fire, the wind, whenever the problems come, that's when the true love will, sh will show up. Amen? Let's look at Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27.
It says, therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and practices them is like a prudent man who built his house on the rock. It says, the rain fell, the rivers overflowed, the wind blew and hit that house, and it did not fall. Because it had its foundations in the rock. It says, but whoever, verse 26, but whoever hears these words of mine does not, and does not practice them is like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the rivers overflowed, the winds blew and hit that house, and it fell, and his fall was great. So if our love is built upon the eternal rock, which is Jesus Christ, This love will remain, it won't fall. Because the foundation itself is Jesus. And He is the source of love, He is the one supplying us with love. Amen? So people can hurt us, people can. can be rude to us people can offend us people can curse us people can perse uh, persecute us but this love won't fall it will remain we will love our enemies we will turn our, uh, we will give the other cheek and this love will not fall And will remain forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Can you understand? So if we build our spiritual life in Jesus. And not in a fake religion. Only not only just coming to church on, on, on Sundays. If we don't build this love under a, f under a false pretense, a false foundation, in a false kind of, um, only for appearances, or if we develop a fake humbleness, because it's very easy for us to, to, to fake something. So if our spiritual life is a fake uh, holiness, Or even fake crying. Or, or fake repentance. People not repenting properly. Or, or, or even a fake hug that is not a sincere hug. Or even a fake peace that we can fake it, but we, we don't have it internally. We don't carry it. If this is how you're living, this love will not remain. Soon it will disappear. Can you understand what I'm saying? So, and here in this world, the fact is, everything is mixed. We have false prophets, we have false believers. No, and there, there it's, it's something that we can't define and we can't separate just by looking. 
we can't really detect what is fake from what is true. But look at it this way. Jesus said, whenever the, the angels come, they will make this distinction. They will separate the, uh, the wheat and tear. They will separate the, the, the sheep from the, from the goats. So it's not for us. This is not our role. Our role isn't to judge people. But we need to preach the word and we need to speak the truth. Amen? That looks as 1 Corinthians 3, 12. says, if anyone builds on that foundation using gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. So here are some materials that Paul uses to illustrate. And he, and he asks the question, what material are you using to build upon this foundation? Is it gold, silver, precious stones? Wood, hay, or straw? And the question we need to ask ourselves is like, what material, what is, what is the source material that I'm using to build this love? What material am I using? Because it says if it's gold, or, or silver, or, or uh, precious stones, then this love will remain. It won't fall. So the, the, the point is, the material is good. It's, it's resilient. And even it's resilient even against fire. But if it's wood, hay, or straw, But whenever it means then that whenever the difficulties of life, the, the storms and the fires come, it will be burned. And whenever the fire of, of testing comes, what's going to happen is all of that is going to burn and you're going to have to suffer the consequences. Can you understand that? Second point that I want to talk about. Love is infinite. Love is eternal. Let's look at what Jeremiah said. Chapter Jeremiah 31, verse 3. It says, The Lord appeared to him in the past, saying, I loved you with eternal love, with loyal love, I attracted you. So God is saying, I loved you with eternal love. And then for a long time, I have been loving you. So the verb that is being used here is in the continuous instance. And it, it, and it indicates an action that, is being in, that occurred in the past that hasn't been completed yet. Uma ação que foi consumada 
you know, and it's an action that happened in the past that is still happening and will continue to happen. And it's, a, it's a, the love that is being described here is a love of continuous existence. But with eternal, with eternal love, I've loved with infinite love, I've loved you. And, and he continues to love us till this day, eternally. So it's referring itself to the past and it's also to the future. It's a love that remains and it's a love that doesn't end. Can you understand? Amen. That is why Jesus said, I have loved you and I have loved you till the end. Amen. And what we see in the church, guys, is a love that's like a fog. No, and it soon dissipates. Well, today they're loving God. Today they're in the meeting. But tomorrow they're, they're not. Today they read their Bible, they pray. Today they're in, their, in the service. But next week, they're not anymore. So after one, two, three Sundays, where is that person? Can you understand? This week, they're faithful in their Titan offerings. But then, the following week, you're not faithful anymore. You don't love the Lord as you did th the week before. And many stay a month, more than a month, without giving their tithes and offering the house of the Lord. So the question is, what love is this? So if I love my family and I love, I love, I love my wife, I want to be beside them all the time. So when our love is true, we always want to be near God. We, wa we want to be in every meeting. You want to pray every day. You want to read the Bible every day. Because your heart is burning for passion and love for Jesus Christ. So how is your heart today? Is it burning for Jesus? Because when you truly love, there isn't any impediments, there isn't any obstacles. It's a love of dedication, it's a love of spending time. So notice the love that comes from, from God doesn't make, uh, doesn't make distinguish between people, doesn't distinguish between people. It doesn't matter who that person is. Whether if it's an assassin, a, a drug addict, or, or a prostitute. Whether the person knows about this love or doesn't. It doesn't matter. God will continue loving this person. 
just like he loves us. The same way that God loves us and he gave his one and only son to die for us. Whether you're conscious of that or not, God loves you in the same way. But eternal life, it consists of two things, to know God and to know Jesus Christ. Amen? So then we should love these people in the same way. Because love is, is a gift from God that we've received in our hearts. And love is generous. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it works hard. It's voluntary. You know, and in a practical way, love, as I said, is voluntary. It's not an exchange of favors. It's not this indifference that people live. It's like, if you love me, then I love you. If you do something for me, then I will do something for you. Love isn't an exchange of favors. The Bible says that Jesus died for us in the cross while we were yet still sinners. He didn't wait for people to get better. He says, he didn't say, oh, whenever you repent, then I'll die for you. <laughs> This is the crucial love. This is the true love of Christ in our hearts. Amen? So the love, it brings us to, to, to have character. We have ethics, we have zeal and dedication. We have holiness, we have passion. It, it brings us to be enthusiastic about things. Whenever you're dating, don't you have this passion? Aren't you enthusiastic? Who's dating? <laughs> It's not just for those that are dating, of course. I continue loving my wife with the same intensity that I did in the beginning. Amen? You have to continue in the same way. Love is the essence of God and the essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't have love, people won't see Jesus in you. Because love is a gift of God. Love is something that God gave us. The Bible says that through the Holy Spirit, God, he poured his love in our hearts. So I have this love. You have this love. If you have the Holy Spirit, then you have this love. Amen? So and all of us have this love. Be because we receive this love through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because love is part of the fruits of the Spirit. And it's the first that Paul starts to describe. In Galatians chapter 5, 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. 
So if you have the action of the Holy Spirit in your life, then the first gift, the first fruit that is going to be shown through your life is love. It's, it's the patience. It's that attention to others and that dedication. Amen? Love is the only new commandment that Jesus gave. In John 13, 34-35, Jesus said, I gave you, I gave you a new commandment. L love one another as I have loved you. <coughs> so you must love one another as I have loved you. And with that, everyone will know that you are my disciples. But that is if you love one another. Love isn't just for, for the people that is next to you. It's not just for your friends or your family. It's also for your enemies. Do you have enemies? Do you have anyone who speaks ill of you? People who don't like you? People that hate you, in fact. Do you have these people? But Matthew 5:44, Jesus says, "Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." Then why do we have difficulty to love? Our enemies, yeah? Or our friends. If we don't have the capacity even to love our enemies. How are we going to love people that are around us? It can, it can actually be an appearance. It might not be something that is true, what you're feeling. If you can't love an enemy, someone that hates you, then you probably won't be able to love someone that is beside you either. Because it's easy to love when someone is loving you, is hugging you, you know, putting, you know, closing their eyes for your faults. But whenever this person rebels against you and tells you difficult things, do we then have the capacity to continue loving them? Can you understand what I'm saying? So love, it changes the way that we live. It changes the relationship with the people, uh, the relationship we have with the people around us. No, it, it brings us to have a different vision of how people behave, how people are. We start seeing people as an image of God. Can you understand? And here I want to finish with my own testimony. Now maybe you don't know what my daily life looks like. So every day I work between nine and eight hours a day. 
And during the week, I have discipleship after my work. And then on Mondays, I have leaders meeting with the pastor. On uh, Wednesdays, I have cell meeting at night. On Friday, I have Conquer School at night. And on Thursdays, I'm once again doing discipleships. I go to people's houses. On Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm at 5.30 in the morning in the church for intercession. On Saturdays, I normally go to, again, with discipleship. And normally I'm home between 9 and 10 o'clock at night. Is this, is this true, Patricia? <laughs> this is his wife. So yesterday when I was finishing my day, I went to the youth meeting to collect my children. And it was near 10 o'clock at night. And on Sundays, I try to be in the, in the meetings around 9.30 for prayer and for intercession. So how is your routine? What's most shocking is when I tell people this and they ask me, how do you do it? And of course, your body gets tired. But whenever you love, whenever you're in love with what you do, it, it isn't heavy. But the question is, if it was so heavy and it was something that you couldn't do, it actually becomes easier when you're loving. It's not heavy. Amen? Glory to God. Let's finish by reading Genesis. It says, J Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, but it seemed like a few days as much as he loved her. Seven years, and it seemed as if it was a couple of days because of how much he loved her. So the woman in the Bible a lot of the times represents the church. So if you love the church, don't leave, then leave from the place where your, your love has fallen. Leave your, your what's comfortable. Leave your comfort zone. Leave, leave from in front of the TV. Leave, leave the series. Leave the movies. My challenge for you today is that you would rise up and leave this place that you're, that you're in right now. Because one day Jesus will come to you and he will ask this of us. He said, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was sick. I was incarcerated. You didn't go to visit me. 
Can you understand what I'm saying? This question will cost a lot. Because many will be able to respond whenever you were hungry, you were thirsty, Lord, I was, I was there for you. And Jesus said, whatever you do to one of these little ones, to each other, you will have done it to me. Amen? Revelation chapter 4 verse 5. It says, But I have it against you that you have forsaken, abandoned your first love. Let's look at verse 5. It says, Remember therefore where you fell, repent and return to the practice of the first works. And if not, I will come to you and I will move your lamp from its place. So he says, remember where you have fallen. Amen. So if you're tired, God gives strength to the one who is tired. He is the one that renews the strength of the one who has no vigor. If you have sinned, ask God for forgiveness. Don't be intimidated. Don't be shy. Come close to him with a sincere love. I'd like to invite you to stand up. If you can, please close your eyes. Speak to the Father. Today, this, this message, just to be clear, isn't a message of condemnation. But it's a word of how to evaluate, evaluate yourselves. You know, what type of love are you lo with what type of love are you loving the Lord? With what kind of material are you building this love? With what depth are you loving the Lord? What is the level of your love for the Lord? What is the intensity of your love for the Lord? Allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart right now. Speak to God, speak to the Father in this moment. True love is infinite, it's eternal. Love is, is a gift from God. This love needs to be expressed and it needs to be done in a practical way. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you right now. So, so whenever Jesus goes to Peter and asks him, 
if Peter loved him? Peter responds, yes. And the answer that Jesus gave to that is, if you love me, then take care of my sheep. And this is what the Lord is telling us right now. So if you're loving, if you love me, then take care of my sheep. Because whoever loves will take care of the lost. So I'd like to challenge you to live in a practical way this love. In action and in truth. Love the Lord more. And love your comfort less. Our love will be tested one day. Oh Lord, we pray now in the name of Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit of God. Move in this place. Move in our hearts. Remove us from this place, the place where we have fallen as a church. As a church, we pray to you right now. We pray for a supernatural moving over our houses, over our families, Lord. Over our calling, over our, our ministry. Father, you have loved us with eternal love. With an infinite love. Father, and we want to respond. We want to have an action, a response to this love. And we want to respond, Lord, in a practical and sincere way. With dedication and zeal, Lord. Holy Spirit of God, light a fire in us. I pray that embers may from the altar of heaven may be poured to your hearts right now. Father, we want to return to the first the works of the first love. We, we want to repent from the things that we have stopped doing, Lord. Bring brokenness to our hearts, Father. In the name of Jesus. Help us to be better people. Help us to put into practice your words. Help us to build our spiritual life upon Jesus, which is our, the eternal rock. Father, because you teach us that eternal life is this. That we may know you, the one and true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God.